And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Chapter 6 El Numer's knife hit the floor with a rattle, and he cried out briefly before his head rattled off the floor, stunning him momentarily. When he recovered himself an instant later, he was face down on the ground with his right arm pinned painfully behind him and a small weight which he could not account for resting on his back. His host barely seemed to register that anything had happened, but when he turned back, he had only one drink in his hand and a rueful smile upon his face. The wealthy young man picked up El Numer's dagger and shook his head. "'Not the best beginning,' he said. "'Effendi, please,' El Numer pleaded as if for his life. "'Spare this impudent dog!' "'Oh, stop blubbering, El Numer, if that is your name at all,' Fenwick said, settling comfortably into a chair. "'I wasn't about to stab you. Courtesy you did not seem inclined to extend to me a moment ago.' El Numer bit his tongue to keep from crying out as his arm was twisted harder by the unseen force. His left fist pounded upon the floor in an involuntary reaction. "'Please, Fenwick Effendi!' he cried. "'Release me, I beg of you. I wished only to learn what news you might have of our mutual friend, Maxwell Falcone.' "'Behiti,' Fenwick said quietly. "'That is enough. Let him up.' The pain in El Numer's arm ceased, and he was astonished to find a person stepping off of his back, and even more surprised when he glanced up and learned that his tormentor had been a beautiful young Egyptian girl, who seemed more than ready to hurt him much worse than she had, should the opportunity present itself. "'My assistant, Behiti,' Fenwick said casually and reached out his hand. The girl walked past El Numer in response to her master's gesture, but never took her eyes off El Numer for an instant. She reached out and put something into Fenwick's hand, and then circled away, taking a position behind El Numer. The young man began flipping through the item he had been handed in a casual manner, and El Numer realized quite suddenly that they were his own travel documents. He turned slightly to glimpse the unusual bodyguard who had put him down, but the girl's eyes flashed with anger as he did so, and he found himself forced to look away. "'Well,' said Fenwick with a casual air, "'your name does appear to be El Numer, which is something, I suppose. I don't think much of your conversation style thus far, but you can take a seat if you wish.' El Numer stood slowly, as if this might be a trick and made his way gingerly to a chair opposite Fenwick. "'I thank you, sir,' he said with a rueful smile. "'I am sorry to begin badly, but there are many ruthless people in pursuit of Maxwell Falcone, and I feared you might be among them.' "'I am,' Fenwick said coldly. "'But I am also his friend.' Elmer nodded slowly. "'You are an unusual man, Fenwick Effendi,' he said. "'And you keep unusual company. 
I did not know that bodyguard was a popular choice of vocation among beautiful Arab girls. Fenwick smiled grimly. Bahiti also happens to be one of the world's more deadly assassins. You may never see her again, El Numer, but I assure you that she will see you. El Numer shivered involuntarily, and tried hard not to look behind him to see what the girl was doing. He nodded. You are an interesting man indeed, Fenwick Effendi, he said. Clearly wealthy. American. Fenwick said nothing. Why would a wealthy young man with exotic tastes be searching for an old stage magician like Falcone? El Numer seemed to be getting more comfortable, searching for some advantage. Fenwick flipped El Numer's travel documents back to him. "'Don't trouble yourself too much over August, Fenwick,' he said. "'It will do you no good. Your instincts are entirely correct.' El Numer nodded. "'You are not August Fenwick,' he said. "'If you made some inquiries—if you made some inquiries— you would find that August Fenwick is currently a guest aboard the steamship Amazon Star, en route to South America, the younger man smiled. My associates and I found it convenient to appear as he and his staff for the duration of our quest. And both of us know, I think, that Maxwell Falcone is no mere stage magician. El Numer grinned. Very good, sir, he said. "'What can I call you?' The young man looked cross. "'You can call me August Fenwick,' he snapped. "'I haven't lived this long by telling my name to every fool who pulls a knife on me.' El Numer bowed his head as a gesture of apology. "'I think that you had better tell me what you know about Max,' Fenwick said. "'Earn your way back into my trust. "'And Bahitis.' El Numer turned his head reflexively, but he could no longer tell exactly where the deadly girl was behind him. "'Maxwell Falcone travels at times under another name,' El Numer said. "'Only a friend would know it,' Fenwick raised an eyebrow. "'Many evil men have caused to remember the name of the stranger,' he said. El Numer smiled and seemed to relax. "'True,' he said but I have always imagined that few of them knew his true face. I was astonished to learn it myself. I thought the stranger had given up the fight, or perhaps passed from this world entirely. But something drew Maxwell Falcone back, and once back it is very difficult to leave a life of adventure behind. "'You speak as if you know Max well,' Fenwick said. El Numer shrugged modestly. Not well, perhaps, and not long, but he had cause to trust me, and in this latest quest I have served as his guide and his right hand when he needed me. But now it seems that he needs me the most, and I am unable to serve him. You don't know where he is? Fenwick asked grimly. I do not, El Numer shook his head, and I do fear the worst. There is only one thing that gives me hope. Fenwick raised an eyebrow. And what is that? he asked. Maxwell Falcone's enemies, El Numer said with a smile. They still watch the hotel. 
So they don't know where Max is either, Fenwick nodded. If they did, Elnumer said, I would not think he could yet be alive. The stranger has great power, Fenwick said. As do those opposed to him, Elnumer was grim. Well, Fenwick said, settling back in his chair, why do we not let Behiti find one of these watchers and make him tell what he knows? It has been tried, Elnumer said ruefully. By whom? By me, the Egyptian said simply. They are simply low-level criminals, employed by others whom they cannot name. I feel certain that they would have if they could. Fair enough, Fenwick said. You say that Max was on a quest. Was he searching for something? An artifact, perhaps? Elnumer was impressed. Very good, sir, he grinned. But that is a road you do not wish to travel. There is only misery and fear upon that path. And perhaps Maxwell Falcone, Fenwick said. I don't care about some ancient trinket. I'm here to find my friend. It seems that in order to do so, I must look for the item he sought and hope to find him on the way. Logical, yes? Elnumer nodded slowly. The stranger was sent to recover an ancient artifact of tremendous power, an item lost even to legend, which has not been seen by the eyes of men since the days of the pharaohs, an ancient stone known as the Eye of Anubis, which is said to give the bear the power of dominion over death itself. "'You say he was sent. Sent by whom?' Fenwick asked. "'He did not share that with me.' Elnumer said. I think he was protecting me. I knew only that others also sought the eye, and that the fate of all mankind rested with us finding it first. These others, Fenwick said, who are they, and whom do they work for? Elnumer shrugged. As for their employer, I do not know and will not guess, he said. There are far too many in the world who lust for power that they would misuse for me to tell their precise motivation. Merely that they want the eye of Anubis, and the value that they put upon it is far greater than they put upon human life, Effendi. There is one called Pavli, Aris Pavli, I think. He is known in these parts, though he is a Greek man, a hunter of ancient power. A sorcerer himself, they say, though I have not seen it with my own eyes. He is quite ruthless and commands many men. But the other one... Elnumer trailed off. The one they call Thatcher. He is a bad man, Effendi. Great magics are his to command, and very dark they are. Those who cross him die. Fenwick nodded. Then we had better get started, he said. Elnumer started slightly. Do we even know where to begin? he asked in surprise. I don't, Fenwick admitted. But you do. You were Falcone's guide and right-hand man in his quest. Elnumer sputtered. But I do not know where he is now, he protested. If the eye of Anubis is as dangerous as you say, Fenwick said, we don't need to search for Max. He would never give up. We will search for the artifact, and that will lead us to the stranger. 
if he is alive. And if he is not? El Numer asked. We will have our revenge or share his fate, Fenwick said simply. Well, El Numer, where do we start? El Numer nodded grimly. I know a place, he said. Good, Fenwick said. Go downstairs and wait. I will call my driver and have her bring the car around. She may need a few minutes. El Numer nodded and turned, and in the process saw Fenwick's bodyguard for the first time in several minutes. Will, will your young lady be joining us? he asked. Fenwick smiled. There is only one reason Hugh would ever see Bahiti again, he said. But I promise you, she will be nearby. I understand, El Numer said and began to go. He paused and asked, Effendi, uh, the one reason that you mention, if she's killing you, El Numer. Fenwick said amused. You'll see her again if she kills you. I'll be down in ten minutes. This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end of the week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of effort. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.